Our scripture lesson this morning is from the New Testament, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Don't let, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. The word of God. Please join me in prayer. Prepare our hearts, O God, to accept your word. Silence in us any voices but your own, so that we may hear your word and also do it. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, y'all. Hi. Hi, my name is Blake Suter. I'm a senior at Hebron High School. And next fall, I'm going to start my new chapter in life at Texas Tech University, where I'll study education and kinesiology. Canyon Creek has been my home ever since I was able to crawl. I've loved every moment up till now. From Cherub Choir to Mo Ranch to PYC Friday nights to attempting to beat Tommy and Ping Pong, still haven't won yet, and to many more. If you know me, I don't like to just sit around and, be, and do nothing. You asked my parents about that. I like to constantly be busy, and I made sure of that for high school. In high school, I played basketball for three years. I'm in student council. I'm one of the leaders for FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and also of I Am Second. I'm also in Young Life, National Honor Society, and Science National Society. I'm secretary of Hands of Hope. This is a club where you get paired with a kid at a Title IX school and you write to each other throughout the year. The scripture today is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. In this verse, Paul is talking to Timothy and gives Timothy two commands. That first command was to not let anyone look down on him because he was young, but because he was young. During this time, Timothy was rather, rather his early 30s, which for leading a diverse group. Around this time, age meant status, which is kind of, which is very big because no one at his time would lead. Which is very ironic because when you do this verse, us high schoolers take it as like, he, Timothy was a young boy, but he was actually 30. <laughs> um, this verse applies to us because nowadays you don't see your freshmen or sophomores leading your varsity teams or your, your clubs. You see your seniors in high school. But Paul knew clearly that Timothy was called by God to be a leader. The second command, Paul said, was to walk and lead by example with confidence yet in humility. Paul mentioned five main areas, speech, conduct, love, faith, purity, and spe speech was his word, conduct was his action, love was his attitude, faith was his belief, and purity was his holiness. See, those words Paul told Timothy apply to all of us today simply because we are Christians, accepting this amazing and unconditional love from God, our words, actions, attitudes, belief, and our holiness that we show in our daily life routine is a reflection of our Lord, Savior, Jesus. In my life, my parents are like Paul, giving me advice. I'm like Timothy, taking it all in. Growing up as a little crazy kid of my, I was to who I am now, my parents showed those five main areas all throughout my life, especially love and conduct. All throughout my life, my parents were the perfect example. 
See, I take love as your attitude. My mom's attitude towards everything was admirable. No matter how rough and or busy your life was with my life, driving me to basketball games, practices, taking me to friends' house, and even church events, she's always had a smile on her face, and that's truly admirable. Not too many people I know can do it. It's a God-given gift. For an average person, you know, throughout most of my high school career, my Aunt Tara suffered ovarian cancer. For an average person, that would tear them up. My mom didn't let that destroy her. You can never tell that she was sad by her facial expressions. She always looked in the positive direction. Even with that all in her life, she was still able to keep a smile and uplifting attitude. My mom taught me, with love, you're able to turn those dark moments into cherishable moments. See, my dad taught me conduct, your actions, in a different way, though. Like I said, we are all Christians. I mean, like I said, Timothy, because of the fact we are Christians, my dad always told me, whatever jersey you wear, you represent that team. And all your actions represent to do with that team. Sayings goes for us Christians. Also, my dad's other fa- favorite saying for sports events was, don't suck, Blake. <laughs> As Christians, we are role models by our actions. And that we are role models for even other Christians and being people that haven't accepted God yet. See, my young life leader always told me he wanted the hurt, the non-Christians, and the broken people to come to Monday Night Club. And to so us Christians. So us Christians can set examples. One day, Blaine, my young life leader, asked me if I'd go sit with the new kid all alone. That was all alone at lunch. At first, I was like, no. This kid would probably just think I'm weird, like some small-looking ginger walks up to him. <laughs> but that wasn't the case at all. So Blaine and I went up to this kid. And I know for a fact this kid was, like, freaked out. Because my young life leader is this former A&M football player, huge and all. And I'm just this small kid. Uh, and this kid that we walked up to just moved from Oklahoma. He's never heard of the Lord and was just absolutely torn up because he's been moving so much and kept losing his friends. At the end of lunch, we invited him to Young Life Club that was happening that night. I didn't think he was going to show up, but came Monday night. And we did, after our first game, Jake, the new kid, finally showed up. At the end of the club, Jake came up to me and said he absolutely loved it and made sure he'd be coming back soon. Jake now attends FCA and Young Life every week. And one day, about a month, on a Monday about a month ago, before club, he came up to Blaine and I and said, thank you so much for introducing FCA and Young Life to him. See, I didn't think I was able to make a difference in someone's life just simply because I was young. But just goes to show, you're never too young to lead a, a diverse group to the Lord and his gracious love. As youth, to my fellow upcoming high schoolers, underclass and upperclassmen, you don't know how much of an impact you actually make to the people around you. Adults, Yes, y'all do make an impact in our life, too. Y'all truly make a huge impact in our lives. I say thank you to Megan Sanders, Laura Martinez, my Young Life leaders, my friends, and a very thank you to my parents. Y'all have helped me so much in my faith journey. Ah, good morning. My name is Taylor Laredo. I'm a senior at Garland High School, and next year I'm planning to study political science and possibly going to studying law at the University of Houston or DePaul University in Chicago. Setting my political views aside, I have always felt a strong calling into public service and politics because of my desire to help, a desire to hold down my pages, (laughs) a desire to help those who are in need be the defense for the defenseless 
and be an advocate for all. That, and as my friends and family will probably tell you, I like to be in charge. <laughs> I've also felt it always right to speak up for the issues that I feel passionately about. Many people believe that youth shouldn't have a voice in the matters of the community, and furthermore, in the matters of politics. People think that we're uninformed, have no experience in the real world, and are too brash. Whenever these points are brought to me, I consider several things, one of which being the verse that we'll be looking at today. Do not look, let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in faith, in love, and in purity. Today I'll be breaking down this verse into two parts to offer further thoughts on both. First, what, um, and what we as youth and adults and Christians can take away from it. So first, let's look closely at the first part of this verse. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. These words have been a torch that has lit my path throughout the course of life so far. As someone who's found themselves called to lead in many aspects of life, whether it be leadership as my lead in the school play, the editor in yearbook, an officer in speech and debate, or just trying to keep the drive through line in Chick-fil-A going quickly, <laughs> these words have been a great comfort. Contrary to popular belief, it is not easy to be outspoken or to be a leader. As you ride a fine line between being a leader and a great orator, or just downright bossy and annoying. But I know that God has given me a voice for a reason. And I don't just mean a voice as in my literal, loud, booming voice that really doesn't need to be miked and has been an asset in my time as an actor, a debater, and a school spirit leader, but oftentimes a hindrance in me telling any kind of secrets or trying to be quiet, but the power of my voice through writing and through thought. In this, I've been determined to help people, to be their supporter and to be their leader. And I know God has poured this desire into me despite being young in age. In many aspects of my life, I've tried to be an outspoken leader. And I find it so important that young people have the courage to step up and out of their comfort zones and into positions of leadership. I can't find this being more true than in the church itself. With my active involvement in this church since I was young, and especially in the PYC youth group, I found ways to be a leader in and outside of the church. After all, in the church, we're all children of God. And there's a simple fundamental understanding in this. Yet sometimes in the church, we tend to divide ourselves by age. As youth, we should feel compelled to be active in our church community, bring new ideas and the fire of youth that God places within us. And as adults, you all must see that there's something that youth bring to the table and not dismiss us because of our age. But being in the leader in the church is not always about who speaks or who leads worship or who prays. It's about being inclusive. It's about who's welcoming in our church and who listens to others before we speak. Being a leader outside the church, I found that God has given me the will to be a worship leader at Mo Ranch. And I can't find a better instance to highlight this than this past summer. Being the person who speaks the word of God into other youth is so spiritually fulfilling and amazing. And one of the moments I will always cherish is my time leading the prayer of illumination on Chapel on the Hill this past summer. I stood in front of the camp, the sunset painting a mixture of light and shadow, a beautiful tableau. And as I faced the crowd, I had no clue what I was going to say. 
This, I was given the chance to lead this prayer of illumination and was given the basic thoughts to offer up, but as your resident king of procrastination, I had stashed the ideas for my prayer so far in the back of my mind that I had no clue what I was going to say. But in that moment, I felt something, an energy, a holy presence, and the words just poured out, no stumbles, no stops, but a true and earnest prayer guided by the Spirit. After the service, people came up to me and praised me for my prayer and my voice, but I can only hand that praise over to God because it's through him that I have these words and even my tendency to procrastinate. But most importantly, it's through God that I had the courage to stand up and to use that voice and to stand up here today and use that voice to spread a word to the people who might look down on me. Well, not literally look down because I do stand at a great 6-1, but look down on me because of my age. And I offer this to anyone young or old that in God you can find the courage to speak up and to be a leader and to be fearless in your voice and in your truth. And now for the second half of the verse. To set an example for the believers, this is the part of the verse that I feel many people, teens and adults alike, often forget. One of the many reasons youth are often discredited is because we act like, well, teenagers, (laughs) Walk into any high school and you will walk out questioning the fate of the future as well as many other things you might have seen. As youth, we make a lot of mistakes. And I certainly have made many mistakes. And to the adults in the room, I know you made mistakes in your youth too, some of which you probably would like to forget. It's part of the never-ending circle of life. And I'll spare you the Lion King song. It's a part about figuring who we are. And we're going to make decisions along the way that are bad, but it's how we learn from them, how we grow from them, how we get knocked down and get back up again, and how we find forgiveness in our parents, our friends, our mentors, and most importantly, God. But also to my fellow youth, we have to stop and think sometimes about what we are going to do. Is that going to honor God? Yes, it may look cool on social media and it may impress that person you have a crush on, But does it honor God? Because in order to shed the image that all teenagers are brainless, we have to do our part and act like the verse says, with good in our speech, in our conduct, our love, faith, and purity. We need to set an example for the adults that can sometimes act like teenagers by being conscious of our actions and in showing God's grace and love to all, being understanding and empathetic human beings We can defy the stereotypes that surround youth. After all, we as youth are the future, and we must be fearless, and we must find trust in ourselves and in our God to find our voices and be right fighters and for what we believe in, in a society that may view us as less blank than, less composed than, less educated than, but more optimistic and more passionate about a future that we can build together. Because we as youth exist in tomorrow. We live our lives at such a rapid pace that we exist in the future, so much so that we need to build this future that we want to shape. A future of love and of acceptance and a future where we all can set an example for everyone to follow. A future where we can earnestly live out the word of God. In conclusion, I find this verse could not be a more perfect one to encompass the message of Youth Sunday. As a youth and as a person who wants to serve in a position of public leadership, this, voice, this verse will always remain close to my heart.
I hope that you can find it within you, that youthful fire to show the love of Christ and set an example for all. Thank you.